Donnie. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, Mara. Good. Welcome to another edition of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros, where today we have a very special guest, my daughter, Amelia, as we talk about How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is her favorite movie, and she is a Grinch expert. Hi, guys. Uh, Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Amelia. Hi. I think everyone's familiar with the classic of the How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. And it was published, first published in 1957 and written in rhymed verse. And the interesting thing I found out about this when I was kind of looking at the history of Dr. Seuss's book, it was inspired by his wealth, by his wife's health problems and how he wasn't looking forward to Christmas and all of its commercialization. And it was published after The Cat in the Hat. And Dr. Seuss, a.k.a. Ted, and his his stepdaughter, Lark, said he thought that he was the cat out of his good days and the Grinch on his bad days. So I thought that was pretty funny that he kind of saw the Grinch in himself. And that's kind of inspired the story. Yeah, that's very interesting. I did not know that. But I um, I will mention that I am a big fan of Dr. Seuss because him and I actually share a birthday, March 2nd. So oh. I always thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk a little bit about the movie. Uh, the, uh, the Grinch has been adapted a number of different times. There was a, a, a TV special uh, narrated by one of my uh, favorite old actors, Boris Karloff, in the 60s. Uh, also recently, there was an animated film adaptation uh just called the grinch in 2018 but we're going to be talking about the 2000 uh film dr seuss's how the grinch stole christmas it was ri- written by richie cunningham himself ron howard and not directed by ron howard and it was written by jeffrey price and peter s simon and notable casts included uh jeffrey tambor christine baranski taylor monson bill Irwin, molly shannon and of course jim carrey as the grinch himself uh the film was a big financial success it grossed over 345 million at the box office uh it was the sixth highest grossing film of 2000 it earned uh, three Academy Award nominations uh, for its art, its art direction, costume design, and it won the Academy Award for best makeup for all the you know fantastic makeup effects uh, on on Jim Carrey himself. It wasn't a great uh, critical success. It has only a forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, there was a lot of praise for Jim Carrey's performance. Uh, he earned a Golden Globe nomination for his role, but a lot of critics didn't like like some of the dark themes associated uh with it so it's yeah so leading up to this amelia watched i think every one of them Mm -hmm. but the grinch is her favorite the jim carrey one right yeah and why is that i just jim carrey really like stole the show in that one and you could really see like emotions more in an animated one so you really like can't like you get the christmas feeling but like at the end when it's like the feast and stuff like you could see like the happiness on like actual people and i like also how like it wasn't like all about the grinch like cindy lou who was also massively incorporated into the movie yeah i think in the book cindy lou who is like one or two sentences and she's kind of just used as a foil to get to the point of what is he doing but she's definitely more prominent in the movie yeah, and she's also much older in the movie. She's like yeah. a, a toddler in the book, but she's kind of like a young, you know, kind of like a young adolescent in um, in the movie. But I felt like that was kind of necessary because she, like, you know, she's able to do more. They're able to do more with her 
she's able to be like a little more independent and with as opposed to being like a very young child yeah in bringing the Grinch to town and kind of um, making him part of it and seeing a redeeming quality in him that you don't necessarily get from anybody else in the book sure the movie really like expands upon the book the book because obviously it's a it's a children's book that's not like my um and it's gonna like narrowly focused whereas like the film explores a lot of like backstory and other like subplots and what's going you know and what kind of it explores what has led uh the grinch to his uh feelings about christmas and why he has such disdain for it yeah and i like that we do get that backstory because you know i think some whoever obviously wrote the screenplay did a really good job of exploring like how did he get to there and seeing his heart broken by what is Christine Bransky's character's name? Martha May. Martha May. Yes. But I can see why there's one for um, makeup because it is quite something. Yeah. The, the, like a lot of the technical elements of, the, of this film were, very, were brilliant, you know, and very well deserved. <laughs> did you say it, it did win for um, music, did it? Because I re- did you say that? Did it get nominated for music? No. for um, It won for makeup. It was nominated for its costumes and its art direction, oh. which is like the, the sets and all that. Yeah, because I liked the um, the music. You know, when you read the book, you hear the you hear about the who's singing, but it never really says what they're singing. And I think in the movie, that's really cute, the way they're all singing that the song that everybody knows from it. Yeah, sure. I like, like, the, there was definitely, like, a message you know, a great message with it, like a very uh, anti-bullying message. And in the book, you certainly feel that as he's not, um, but more so in the movie. Because like you mentioned, it kind of explores like, his backstory and what led to his disdain for Christmas. And the one scene, like when it shows him as a child and how he gets made fun of in, cl- in class, that's like, har- that was like heartbreaking. That always like got to me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that's a really powerful part where he, you know, he, he's like the only one shaving and has the little tissues on his face because he cut himself <laughs> what's your favorite part of the movie Amelia? um when he tries to like figure out what he's gonna wear to the hubilation because <laughs> so it's how i feel every day <laughs> trying to get to school <laughs> okay good and we like max the dog Mm -hmm. i like how he has like max as a friend like all the time even like you know he hates christmas but you always knew like deep down that he had a heart for max so there, like he could his heart could grow for christmas because he loved his dog yeah i remember seeing like it was kind of like a meme or something circulating around i saw facebook or whatever and it said like you know for the record like the grinch never really hated christmas he hated people which was understand which was understandable that i was like yeah it's like it's really like michonne and he kind of exposes some of the um the people who will who may not be as nice as they seem to think they are. Right. And I think that the message are the same for the book and the movie, right? It's not about stuff and material goods that you get for Christmas is about being with your family and celebrating, you know, that it's not necessarily about what's underneath the tree. Um, and it, that kind of comes loud and clear in both the movie and the, and the book and how it ends that, you know, the who's saying regardless, they don't sing just because they got presents. They sing all the time. Yeah. It's just a, uh... It really, like, it hit his home about the, you know, the message and, and everything. And obviously, like, there's big problems with the commercialization, you know, material being materialistic around around Christmas. That there's things like the Grinch, both the book and the movie, and, you know, other things that really kind of send that message of, you know, 
what Christmas is all about. Yeah. It was even more, like it made more sense to me when I read the backstory and how he was inspired to write The Grinch. You know, that he really wasn't, that Dr. Seuss wasn't looking forward to Christmas because of health problems. And I think you see that today, you know, people are not as looking forward or they're all shopping and they're, they're grinchy, as we say, because of the crowds where someone's not getting what they want or there's something sold out or they have to wait in a line. And it kind of takes some of that joy out of Christmas. There's one, and there's one thing that it's always bo- it's always bothered me, and this will be the hill I'll die on. It's like I hate, like like Grinch has kind of um, entered the like American lexicon, and that you know it's kind of that and Scrooge are both used as um, like terms to describe people who don't have the Christmas spirit. It always bothered me because like in both of those. Uh, in both of these stories, spoiler alert, they both eventually see, you know, like they're their ways and, and gain the Christmas spirit. I always thought that it's kind of unfair, you know, use them, you know, and I think we should be calling people who don't have Christmas spirit something like uh, Mr. Potter from It's Wonderful Life or the psychiatrist from Miracle on 34th Street or Uncle Frank from Home Alone. Those are real people who don't have any Christmas spirit. Right. So start calling people Uncle Frank's. Not Grinches or Scrooge. Amelia, you really like the Grinch. He's your favorite character. She has everything Grinch at Christmas. Our front porch is decorated Grinchy. Numerous sweatshirts and (laughs) (laughs) decorations. And I think you like him not because of the negative connotation of the Grinch, but why do you like him as a character? He's just funny. Like, he makes me laugh. Like when I'm sad, I put on the Grinch because he makes me laugh. And I like the way he talks. So not because you identify with him being like, I think some of the synonyms I saw when I was, you know, reading this was a spoil sport for a Grinch. Because you're right, Donnie, it has entered the everyday vernacular um, that people call people a Grinch or a Scrooge. No, like when I call my dad a Grinch, I know he has Christmas spirit. It's just that day he's being grumpy. True. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch of the moment. Well, we know we're going to turn it around to be the good Grinch at the end. Yeah. 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 I mean, I really think this, the impressive part for me of this is that the screenwriter took very rhyme diverse book that was short, right? I think it's like 33 lines and expanded it into something so extraordinary as the movie with Jim Carrey. You know, the, and the other movies that are cartoon are very cute and good, um, probably good for younger kids. And in fact, you know, this, the one with Jim Carrey is just kind of spectacular in the event, you know, there's costume changes and, you know, it's very, you know, it has so many subplots with the lighting the light bites with the Martha May and the who's, you know, with the lights and the mayor of Whoville. And so I just think it's so, I'm always so impressed that somebody can take something so basic like the book and expand it into something that is, you know, still true to the theme and the message, but they have something so visually exciting. Yeah. And one other uh, thing that I found really interesting about the difference between the book and the movie is that in the book, the Grinch isn't green. You're right. He's like, uh, you know, and I think, well, that probably goes back to the animated special in the 60s. Obviously, like in seeing the pictures of the Grinch in the book, like that really wouldn't translate to the animation, you know, that like if they if they tried to animate him that way, I don't think it would have worked. So they made him green. So the canon, I guess you could say, is that the Grinch from 
then on was green. They did for the movie too. So he's much smaller in the book. Yeah, in stature. Yeah, and I think like it really, this role really like suit Jim Carrey well because I've seen like because he's used to be you know playing over the top characters or something. And I remember like reading about it. I said like some of the other actors considered for this were like Robert Williams and Eddie Murphy and Dustin Hoffman for some reason. I think that would have been. <laughs> awful <laughs> like Dustin Hoffman and um you know so it does suit you know Jim Carrey and his uh abilities very well and I always found it interesting that this is directed by Ron Howard because it seems like definitely a change of pace because this is a guy who did like Apollo 13 and um a beautiful mind and things like that that like you know this really like with the Grinch like it, it's like you know very surprising like it doesn't really like fall in his uh the themes of the films he usually directs <laughs> yeah that is interesting I don't think I realized it was right now yeah <laughs> good old Richie Cunningham <laughs> Amelia has no idea who Richie Cunningham is she's sitting here looking at me like I don't know who that is I know <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, our era. Well, I'm yeah. older than you, so <laughs> it's before me. But I watched a lot of Rick at night. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we watch. This is a staple in our house. Amelia watches The Grinch. How many times a year do you think you watch The Grinch, Amelia? Probably like twenty to thirty. So it's a staple here. Any other thoughts, Amelia, about The Grinch before we wrap up? No, I just think it's a necessity to watch for Christmas time. Okay, there you go. Daddy, it's a necessity. A necessity. (laughs) Everybody has a happy holiday and that you get to watch all the versions of The Grinch that you like and keep on reading. And keep watching. (laughs) 